10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Got my alcohol and I'm ready to go. Hey, hello. Yeah. Hello, everybody, and welcome. And welcome. Welcome. Welcome to another episode of Post Credits, our Saturday Night Live show. How is everybody doing out there? Saturday Night Live. Saturday Night Live. <laughs> <laughs> right. I guess maybe it's not a great thing for us to be doing a live show on Saturday night while Saturday Night Live is happening, huh? <laughs> We're probably losing a few people. Yeah, we're totally. That's why. <laughs> also making NBC very, very angry. Yeah, yeah. That's the reason why we're not. We don't have a bunch of viewers. I know. It's Fucking the cross Saturday demographic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's totally the exact reason why. I can't think of anything else. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right. Cool. How are, how are you guys doing? Good. We got done recording uh, episode on. Uh, King of Staten Island a couple hours yeah. ago, and we chilled for a while, watched Eve play some uh, VR stuffs, and got a little frustrated watching him play VR stuffs. Yeah, man, he can't play games. Dude, <laughs> He's just fine. No, man, no. I I literally had sat there watching him for three minutes, try to get into a door on Doom Eternal. Three minutes. I thought he was fucking with me because of how how he couldn't get through the door. Turns out he just didn't know how to get through the door. It's literally a door. You walk towards the door. Smash the face of demons and <laughs> stop, or stop Mars from going into eternal damnation. But these doors, man. The thing about E is that he is so smart that he just like really he transcends doors. <laughs> he transcends doors. Like that shit's way too simple for his mind. <laughs> Feels That's... like it should be more complicated than walking through it. But no, nah. Yeah, yeah, that's the problem. It's just <laughs> too, easy. too easy. That's it. <laughs> I believe it. All right. So I am actually going to start off with what I have been watching this week. I watched a lot of horror movies in the span of 24 hours. Nice. I watched an entire horror trilogy, and then I watched what a bunch of lists online were calling the best horror movie of 2020. I'm going to get into that one a little later, because that one's some fucking garbage. <laughs> But I watched a horror trilogy called Hell House LLC, and I got way fucking into it, like too fucking into it. I'm going to say for a little bit, um, I got so into it that I made Rocky go and watch it. I'm not sure if he has yet. I told Sam she needs to go and watch it. And she has, I think. Yes, I watched the first one. Yeah. I nearly killed myself because my chair just started going down really, really yeah. fast. Um, I, think, I think your gas cylinder may have just gave out on you. <laughs> no, no, I, I hit it with my foot. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, Hell House LLC. Uh, apparently, the first one came out in 2016. I watched the director's cut, which came out in 2020. He put out, and it like, has eight more minutes of extra footage and stuff like that. I don't know what the extra footage is because I never watched the original. Mm-hmm. I might go back and watch that, see what that looks like um see what was added yeah maybe i'm not really i'm i'm not convinced myself to do that yet um but yeah i really really liked it it's a found footage movie about how these people are um 
gonna start a haunted house like a like we used to run when we were teenagers we used to be a part of that thing uh literally it's like a haunted house at halloween you walk through and all those scares and props and all that kind of stuff they go and they buy this old abandoned hotel called the abaddon hotel to open this haunted house at and it turns out it's actually haunted though ah, uh, that's plot twist. Twist. but like here's the fucking thing I think that it's actually acted pretty well, especially for the budget that they had, which I think was like a half a box of like Triscuits. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I think that the scares are actually like really fucking good, like surprisingly effective. Yeah. Um, I have, I think what's going to go down is like one of my favorite scares ever. Actually, there's this really fucking creepy clown mask that has like blood tears coming down its face. And it's just around everywhere. Like, they even comment, like, this mask is fucking creepy. We gotta put that in the basement, right? And, like, right at the end, freak people out. Um, except for this thing in the basement. Like, it moves everywhere, but you never, like, see it move, really. It just kind of is everywhere at a certain point. Because, like, when they go to bed at night, because for some reason they also... Well, actually, it's explained much later why they stay there. Not in this movie, but in, later in the trilogy, it's explained why they stay there, which I think is actually a bad reason, but whatever. Um, <laughs> it might have been one of those, like, they got some concerns. I'm like, why is this even happening? Like, oh, yeah, we should probably explain that. It's a weird continuity error. No, like it. it's in the sequel. It's kind of explained why it's happening, why they're staying there. And it's very purposeful. Um, but it was definitely one of those things of like, why? why, why don't the... I, I guess it's kind of explained later in the movie, too. Or it's hinted at later in the movie. And then justified in later movies of why it's happening um which i don't want to say exactly what it is because pretty big spoilers um but anyway this clown that you see everywhere um it's like there's because there's a guy that's recording all of it because he does that for their thing so they can see like what their production is like every year because they're like a really popular famous haunted house apparently and so they record everything to see what their production is like that year and yeah 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 blah 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 and so he's recording everything and one of the scares is that the mannequin clown face thing is like at the top of the stairs to the basement, which by the way, I just got to say, go back to the beginning of this movie. It has such a fucking cool, strong opening actually. Cause it opens up with like a bunch of news footage saying some stuff went down here on Halloween or on opening night on Halloween. Like cause they open October 1st or something. Mm-hmm. Um, like a bunch of shit went down on opening night and like, you get to see like, news footage and stuff like that of things from the outside of like firefighters and stuff and then like 15 20 minutes in the movie you get footage of somebody who was recording while they were going through the haunted house and you like see all this stuff happening you don't know what's going on and then the rest of the movie you see all the footage from the people and you kind of get see explained of like what was happening there uh it's really cool honestly like it's a really really clever way to to add mystery and stuff to it Hmm. um and the scare that I like is when the clown is at the top of the stairs to the basement and the dude's recording. He's like, what are you doing here? Like, what are you, what are you staring at, bud? Cause he keeps thinking people are moving it around at this point in the movie. Well, he thinks that somebody in us in the clown suit, because it's like a dummy. Yeah. With like the clown mask or whatever. on. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it just keeps like moving around, but he thinks that somebody in the, in the suit, the clown suit with the mask on. Yeah. Which it basically never is honestly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um and so he's like tapping it on the head he's like what are you looking at and like he points the camera down the stairs because that's where the dummy is looking and then when he brings the camera back up the dummy's looking at him and it's like it, there's not like a Duh! like sting jump scare it's just it is 
and it's yeah. so fucking good so good honestly yeah. like that scare i think is what drove me to watch the other two movies <laughs> um which i'll say here also um hell house llc to the abaddon hotel is garbage mm. um if you've seen uh grave encounters 2 it's literally that so it's like the difference between grave encounters and grave encounters 2 yep okay uh it's it not i'm not even kidding if you take what the plot is of grave encounters 2 and copy pasted that onto hell house llc the abaddon hotel it is the same exact thing. okay it does make me kind of want to see it though because i did really enjoy the first grave encounters movie right and so here's the other thing though Hell House LLC 3, <laughs> Lake of Fire. Lake of Fire. Yes, Lake of Fire. <laughs> it goes back to that stuff. Um, is almost nearly, it's nearly as good as the first one. And I think it does have some like really good solid scares in it. And it has some really good acting. And maybe some acting that's on the scale of the second movie as well in a couple parts. <laughs> um, I think the thing where the third movie ends up going wrong is that in the last 25 minutes, it stops being scary at all, and it dives way deep into the lore of everything. Um, in a way that, like, once everything is explained really well, like, you lose horror from it. Uh, I think it does that at the, like, last 25 minutes of the third movie, which is unfortunate. Um, and then I was like, well a bunch of plot points were just left unanswered here. Like what's going on? When's the fourth one coming out? Cause the first one came out in 2016. The second one was 2018 and the third one was 2019. It's like, all right, when's the fourth movie coming out then should have come out 2020. Right? Uh, no, they had the third one was an exclusive movie to shutter. You can rent it other places, but you can't stream it anywhere else. Um, they're doing a shutter television show now called the Abaddon hotel. <laughs> that will basically be like, Hey, you know, all those loose strings from all the other movies. What if we just answer that in a 45-minute episode? Uh, so it's going to be like six 45-minute episodes, I think. And it's going to be like loose uh, loose string covering kind of stuff. And it'll be all lore stuff from what I understand. Hmm. Um, just about like the place. And I think there'll be like two episodes that are basically a prequel to the first one. The first movie. Uh, it seems interesting. I'm not actually sure if it was picked up for pilot, though. Which is the other thing, because oh, their social media stuff keeps saying, like, it's going to be this and this. Remember, tell Shudder how cool it's going to be. Uh, so I don't know if Shudder actually accepted their pitch or if they're just out there saying, we're doing this and hopefully social media supports us. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know it's a huge thing nowadays. Like, it's one thing that I found out about recently is apparently the community function on YouTube is broken. YouTube is broken. What are you talking about? Yeah. Well, no, I'm saying like the community <laughs> post in general is broken. Oh, like uh, apparently you can actually like supercharge your follow count by just posting like or just like basically uh, posting like hot topic item lists on there are on community posts. Uh -huh. um, the guy that I was talking about earlier, the guy that does like exploits on games and stuff like that, talked about that. And he says that there's actually like a channel that has been like uh went from like a hundred thousand subscribers to over six million subscribers within a matter of a couple of months using that holy crap yeah how though uh, apparently because like youtube really wants the community feature to work and so like especially if you're doing polls like you'll ask a question and like have like little poll question or answers on there right and uh, if you use things like k-pop or pewdiepie or any other like hot topic items on there for youtube uh, on your questions apparently it gets sent to anyone who actually watches any of those videos in general so it not not just the people in your community, like 
everyone because they want the community function to work. And so it's broken right now. So people are like hyper, like getting a hyper amount of subscribers by using that feature. Cause people like I'm getting random community posts on there for people. I have no idea who they are. I mean, in one way, definitely that sounds broken, but in another way, people are getting more traffic to their videos, right? Yeah, like, they are, but it's mostly being used by like uh, bigger names, I guess you can say, like uh, the Jimmy Kimmels of the world. Oh, uh, so like or the Jimmy Kimmels of YouTube. So the people that were already successful are getting more successful. Yeah, and the smaller channels are. There not... are some smaller channels who found out about that exploit that are using it right now, but the main reason why he was talking about it on his channel is because he says it's something that needs to get fixed because it's breaking youtube more so than it's already broken but is it breaking it or is it adding a level of support if you know about it to smaller channels i mean it stops adding a support if everyone's using it though well sure it just becomes like the way that i'm seeing it it's just spam at this point people are just do doing it in a way of like it almost feels like seeing ads in a I on mean, facebook that, i mean that's youtube I don't even know like exactly what this is because I use YouTube a lot, but I don't see anything. I think it's because I use it on my mobile, but I see it on my phone. I mean, all I the use time. it on my mobile a lot too. Yeah, I use it. I use strictly the YouTube app, honestly. Maybe I just ignore it. <laughs> like don't... when you say community feature, is there like a specific tab you have to go to for community? Nope. It's like see, I'm just scrolling through YouTube. Uh huh. And then community post. Uh huh. Oh, okay. And then scrolling through YouTube then that's also community post okay and okay. so like it's just stuff that's been popping up but I think like that's... it makes sense for you know topics that i'm following or uh people i'm subscribed to but it's like people i've never even heard of on the channel because like apparently are the only requirement to be able to do community posts is having over a thousand subscribers sure but like like i was saying like is it really a bad thing though because it's just showing you more content right so what if you actually just want to click on a video like, then it's not done a bad thing. It's just showing you another creator. It's showing another creator, but it's actually never shown me any videos from any of those creators either. So, like, it's a weird thing. Because, hmm. like, I don't... I rarely go searching out a specific thing on YouTube. I'm not, like, very rarely. I, j I found one guy recently, Avalanche Games or something like that. Like, here's a good example. Like, um, a channel called Yep Code Miyoko says, Everyone, I'm now running Code Miyoko's official highlight and clip channels. Yep, nope, who the fuck are you? That's the poll. Okay. I mean, what if you click on them and find videos you like, though? <laughs> I mean, I know who Code Miyoko is, but like, never heard of Yep Code Miyoko. Click on it. It's highlights of a Twitch channel. I don't know. I, I don't see it as a bad thing. I mean, yeah. yeah. I, don't I know. guess we'll see how it goes. YouTube is just so broken for people anyway, for creators right yeah so. like anything that could possibly have a creator a leg up i'm honestly not against yeah and people have to like censor themselves or else they'll get demonetized and it's well i feel like the dmca thing is actually a bigger issue on youtube i mean that's just a bigger issue in general online right it, now. it is mm -hmm. like um but like the dmca uh takedowns are so broken like i know there's actually a twitch streamer who got a dmca takedown over a grandfather clock being played in a game like the sound of a grandfather clock because apparently that's copyrighted. What? Yeah. <laughs> how can that? How can that be copyrighted? It's a specific. It's a specific sound. It's kind of like the sound of a hotel bell. That's technically a copyrighted thing too. That's really dumb. Yeah. That's really very dumb. <laughs> that's one reason why they say like these are things I need to get fixed. But that's also that's not even a YouTube problem. That's a kind of a 
uh, that's uh, not DMC. Yeah, the Millennial Copyright Act problem because those are copyrights that were written years in art, like before YouTube was even a thing. So, yeah, I mean, the whole thing just needs a once over on some of that stuff for like Internet content specifically, I would say. But there's like an when you start getting into that stuff, it talks about like. Disney's going to have a hand in writing any new copyright stuff, obviously. Right. Um, because they are Disney. <laughs> um, and I think they've already had enough of a hand in writing most things, I would say. And I, the thing I worry about is if they rewrite some of that stuff, what does it do for what, for like monopolies now, basically. Right. You know? um, like, cause it's not going to be as we've seen with stonks recently. Um, it's not going to be something that's going to help the consumer. Like whatever new copyright laws are put in place are going to be like, all right, so here's all the new copyright and stuff and where you can like, how you can put in a DMCA on creators on YouTube, uh, press this button and then their channel's taken down. And then you get $2,000 if that happens. Sorry guys. Like, I mean, that's kind of how it runs right now. Right. But like, I just can't see it becoming a better, like I, I know the steps that it could take to be a better system but I don't think the people in charge of that care about it being that. Yeah. I think the people in charge like it the way it is right now, because uh, one of the biggest ooms, like, I don't know if it actually was uh, passed or not, but I know that YouTube was talking about, they're taking the monetization away from a lot of those DMCAs because right. um, that's a problem with a lot of these companies. Some of them are abusing the system because like, I know some uh, music content creators on YouTube and Twitch that just mentioning a band is enough for them to get a uh, copyright claim. And Jesus if, Christ. yeah, like, uh, there's one, um, I think it was Adam Neely was doing a lesson on how to do like, uh, certain things on an, uh, on a guitar or mm -hmm. maybe not even guitar. Cause he's a bass player, but anyways, uh, he <laughs> mentioned the Eagles didn't even play a song from them. Just mentioned the Eagles and he got a copyright claim from, from the Eagles. Yeah. Well, what if he was talking e about bald, did he get like it from a wildlife reservation? Like, <laughs> fuck, he talked about Eagles. Fuck this guy. That'd be even funnier. Copyrighted. <laughs> no, uh, I, I don't think even it... look at them. <laughs> <laughs> don't even look at them. Don't even think about them. Don't fucking blink. <laughs> but no, like uh, I guess he's uh, yeah. He just mentioned the band, and uh, it's not even the band. It's the uh, like the managers, and, like the company that are right. yeah, that yeah, does yeah. that. Yeah, it's mostly them that are making money off of all these things because like they get extra money on the side from uh, copyright claims like that. Because whenever they do copyright claim they get instead of the creator getting the money from the video they get the money from the video yeah, yeah exactly and so they feel like it actually might act or it might actually help if they just took the monetization away i don't know if that actually went through i hope it did though because yeah. that would actually help with a lot of false claims yeah because then but that also if they did that for youtube that also might explain why they're hitting twitch so hard right now yeah twitch is getting hit pretty hard right yeah, now from like her too yeah uh enough so that like a uh, herman lee actually got a copyright claim for playing a dragon force song hey i met him Herman, who's Herman Lee? Herman Lee's the lead guitarist for, um, yeah, for Dragon Force. Wait, he got copyrighted on his own song? Yep. How? What? Yeah, because he does, like, ever since the pandemic happened, he's been doing Twitch streaming. So he can, like, stay connected with his audience and still play music and still make money and all that other stuff. Right. He played one of the songs that he wrote and got copyright claimed for it. Gosh. That's some bullshit. I know, right? But he can dispute that, right? Yeah, like, they're all disputable. But the fact that it happens in general, like, because... Uh, especially when it comes to things like Twitch or when it comes to um, YouTube and stuff like that. Like uh, one good example would be like Philip DeFranco because mm -hmm. since his stuff is all news stuff, uh, I think he said like 90% of the revenue that he makes is off of like the first couple hours of his uh, of his videos coming out. So those get copyright claimed. He's basically fucked yeah. on that video. Like he 
basically won't make any money off of it. Yeah. Um, yeah, because he's in a weird situation where he literally has to bring things up. Like, that's yeah. what his videos and are, there... is talking about all the things. Mm-hmm. Like, one thing he actually had to do recently is he had to, uh, if he knows it's something that's going to get copyright claimed, he'll make a separate video on it. So every now and then he'll have, like, his normal news videos and say, like, hey, I made another video. Go check that out so over here. So one can be monetized. Can't talk about it. So I can be monetized because, like, it'll mess the monetization <laughs> of this video. Yeah. So watch that one that's, like, three minutes long and not monetized. Oh, my gosh. Which he's had to do that a couple of times with some stuff that, like, I'm really glad he made those because they were just news stories that I felt like I I felt like I needed to know. Like a good example would be like a Twitch streamer that got canceled because uh, he was yelling or like yelling at a, an infant because he I saw that. Yeah. What? Like, yeah, it's really fucked up. He's like holding his child. He's playing fucking like he's playing Madden, I think. Yeah, fucking Madden. He's playing Madden. And he loses a match or like he loses a play or something like that. And he gets pissed and he throws his controller at his desk or smashes it on his desk. He's like, great, fucking $100 controller is fucking broken. And his baby's like on his lap and he starts, the baby starts crying. He's like, shut up, shut up. And he puts his baby down, shut the fuck up. Yeah, he put the fuck. baby down on the couch, uh. started yelling at the uh, mic. And then when the baby started crying more, he yelled at the baby to shut the fuck up. You know, the good, there is some good news about that though. Uh, he actually ended up having to delete all of his social media stuff because of everything that was happening or because you know people were pissed off at him rightfully so right uh, apparently he also got kicked out of his house and his wife left him over you that you know one good which, yeah. one good thing about social media and everything just being out there is that these a lot of these people just get exposed and their lives get actually ruined over it and good i think in some ways it's good in some ways it's not because you have it's a double-edged sword yeah, people who really do fuck I up mean, like this yeah. guy, like I'm glad that they're able to be called out and be like, "Hey, fuck you." But then there's the like, um, uh, overzealous people out there like trying to cancel everyone for every little thing, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but like at the same time, like whatever, fuck these people. Hope they rot. <laughs> I don't give a shit. You don't fucking treat children like that. I yeah. don't even have kids, and I fucking it pisses me off so much. Yeah. yeah, like that was a that was a crazy like that or uh, another video that he did that was like that was he did a really quick video of like um uh, during like the BLM protests whenever police were actually attacking civilians and stuff like that and he had to show uh, basically violent uh, violent footage of uh, police attacking people out on protests the one where that seventy five year old man or yeah seventy five year old cancer patient who got pushed over by a uh, a police officer and got his head cracked under the concrete and stuff like that like. He had our, he did stories about that, which I'm really because I knew a little bit about that. I didn't know it was that bad until I watched those videos, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah those fucked up. Yeah, good. yeah. But like it's, Every but day. even mentioning those things in YouTube videos could get you demonetized. So the fact that we're not monetized, it's probably easier for us to talk about it on here. But yeah, if right. there is monetization to us doing these shows, then that actually might, you know, affect us talking about things that we want to talk about. But on the other hand, if we were in a situation, which fucking would be great if we were in the situation to where we had to worry about monetization, yeah. um, I think at that point we would probably have an audience who, if they actually cared about what we had to say, would support us in another way to where we wouldn't have to rely on monetization. Yeah, like that's, yeah. Why, a lot of, that's why a lot of um, YouTubers and stuff have Patreon. Yeah. Because you don't really get censored there. I mean, you do. Like, there's obviously roles and shit, but... Yeah, it's not quite... Like, it's not... Uh, a, a less censored platform. It's more black and white kind of thing. Yeah. Like it's just kind of like you want a thing, and so you pay someone for a thing. Like mm-hmm. there's a lot of artists on there, whether they're painters or they're 
are sketch artists or they're musicians or right. just commentary just stuff anything, or really. YouTubers or Twitch streamers or whatever else. So yeah. many people have Patreons. <laughs> yeah. And then like depending on the audience, honestly, like I've seen people like Todd in the Shadows who do very well. Like many videos do like 700, 800,000 views and he has a Patreon. He has like he gets like $300 a month from it. Yeah. Which is like nothing. And then there's like other tech channels I watch that get like 300,000 views. But the audience enjoys the content that they put out so much. There's one tech guy that I watch. He makes uh, 13,000 a month off of Patreon. Jeez. I can believe it. And he has like an average of 300,000 views a video. Just because his audience is like really loyal and like mm -hmm. want to watch him put more stuff out. So like it's honestly just dependent on like what kind of videos you make and what kind of audience you have on whether they really care about what you're putting out there. Yeah. Like it's it's insane. So I guess another good example of something like that, like one guy that I've been talking about recently, Dank Pods, the guy with the chaotic Australian energy. Right, he breaks and, stuff with rocks. Yeah. Uh-huh. He he literally it's not even a rock, it's a piece of concrete. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh yeah, uh, because he just does like iPod stuff, but it's such like chaotic energy that people like it. Uh, I just pulled up his Patreon really quick. Because uh, his thing is like uh, a dollar. Uh, he does a video every single week. Mm -hmm. But uh, he also does like a Patreon video on top of that. So he does extra vids for his Patreon viewers. Right. Uh, 17,000 people are on his Patreon. So and it's $1 a month. Like he has other tiers. Like it's the $1 tier, $2, $5, and $10 but like that's a minimum of seventeen thousand dollars. That's a lot a of month that fucking he... yell at iPods. Yeah, to yeah. to break iPods basically. <laughs> hey guys, Which... should we get a Patreon? <laughs> <laughs> you know, if we had the audience, Sam. yeah, if we had the audience and people were willing to give us money for it, I'd say sure. 100%. I'm sure Dry would be yeah, Dry would totally be okay with doing extra videos for Patreon. I have tons of ideas. I just don't have the time. Yeah. No, I I I completely agree with that. Like. I don't have a whole lot of time either. Like <laughs> I spend most of my spare time doing this with you guys. Right. That apparently tearing apart my computer and putting it back together. Yeah, and just drilling giant holes in your computer. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the funny thing about it wasn't uh, whenever I said I was like shaving pieces off of my computer, I wasn't drilling holes in it. I was literally taking a hacksaw to it. Jesus Christ, Robbie. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't tell. Uh, you honestly could not tell by looking at it. <laughs> well, that's good. Well, Sam, mm -hmm. let's get back to some media. What's some stuff you've been watching? Okay, so I binged Truth Seekers, um, Simon Pig, and uh, Nick Frost, right? That's yeah. yeah. That's their show. <laughs> 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 and it was really fun and entertaining. So what Truth Seekers are they truth seeking? All kinds of shit. So I've only watched up to episode four, and from where I've watched so far, it's... What if Ghostbusters, but like the Ghostbusters had like a really shitty YouTube channel Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> and ran like a Wi-Fi business? Okay, so probably one of my favorite characters in the show, Malcolm McDowell. He plays yes. the father. He is fucking great in this show. Malcolm McDowell is a great actor. He is. But like his character in this is that he just lives with his son and he's an old man doing old man things. Yeah. <laughs> it's really good. He's great. He is so great in this show. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's like somebody like got Malcolm McDowell on set and they're like, hey, like, how silly are you willing to be in a robe and your underwear? And he's like, I don't know. Uh, how silly am I allowed to be? And like, do whatever you want, Malcolm McDowell. You're Malcolm McDowell. <laughs> You're Malcolm McDowell. 
So I feel like it's an old Malcolm McDowell wearing nothing but a robe and walking around and like plopping his leg up on stuff like doing the Captain Morgan pose. Yeah, there's just even, for 30 minutes. There's an entire episode where he accidentally uploads a video up to YouTube about him doing embarrassing things in his robe. Yep. <laughs> I am so down for that. <laughs> where can I watch this? Amazon. Yeah, you can watch it. Amazon, Amazon, Amazon Prime. Prime. Yep. Well, I guess the funny thing about that is I technically have an Amazon Prime right now. Well, there you go. Uh, yeah. The last thing I ordered on Amazon Prime because like the gas cylinder on my chair actually finally failed. Uh huh. Uh, so instead of buying a whole new chair, I just bought a whole or I bought a cylinder for thirty bucks. Sure. Uh, they wanted to charge me shipping twice, but like they had like the they're like you have a chance to get free Amazon Prime. I was like no thank you because I don't shop on Amazon except for when I had to get like rare things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so whenever I went to go check out, uh, it put the shipping charge on there twice, and I couldn't get to go away. Clicked on the Prime once, and now I just have Prime. Like I didn't even agree to it; I just clicked on it. Yeah, I've done that before too, actually. And so now I just have Amazon Prime. Yeah, cool. Honestly, Amazon Prime is pretty worth it. it I, is. If you, uh, I mean, if you buy a lot on Amazon Prime, sure. But this is the first thing that I bought on Amazon on Amazon in like four months, and it was yeah. thirty bucks. Like the only reason why is because this is not exactly something you can go to Walmart and buy. The way that like I I would justify it is. Like, I think they have a plan where you can pay, like, $90 for an entire year or something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, like, the way I justify it is you get an entire streaming service to where they are constantly putting new stuff onto there. And then if you happen to buy something online, you get free shipping. Yeah, it's it's pretty great. Yeah. Yeah, actually. and, like, if I watched more streaming service stuff and if I shopped more on Amazon, sure, that would be worth it for me. But me, personally, it's not worth it. I, right. I don't shop there enough. Like, I'm just going to have to cancel it soon. Yeah, and yeah. I guess you don't have, like, the free time to just watch a bunch of stuff, too. Yeah, like, so. that. well, like, that's one thing I was going to say, too, is, like, the only thing I've really watched recently was Nightcrawlers, and I've gotten halfway through that movie. Night- Seemed interesting, but I've only gotten, because I had to stop, because I had to go to work. Nightcrawler or Nightcrawlers? Nightcrawler. Okay, Sorry. with... Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal? Jake Gyllenhaal. Yes, yeah. that movie's good. So far, it's really good, but I think I, I've watched I'm only movie, halfway right, through it. Oh, maybe... I don't remember the movie where he decides that he's going to be like one of those guys that's like first on accidents and like takes video footage and sells it to newscasters. I don't know if I've seen that or not. Did I watch it alone? Maybe. I could have sworn that like I actually could have sworn I watched it with Robbie. But then since Robbie hasn't seen it, I thought I watched it with you. I know I didn't watch it with Liz because I thought she'd think it was creepy. Who the fuck you watch it with? I don't know. Was it with it wasn't with E. He wouldn't have liked that movie. I have I to think. look it up because sometimes I just need like visuals. Like, maybe I watched it alone. Nightcrawler, Jake Gyllenhaal. I mean, we could play the trailer. <laughs> That's not even the trailer. I clicked on the movie because I thought it would like show. A I don't know. It's possible that I see it. it. I don't know. Sometimes I just don't remember things. Okay. Um, yeah. I mean, he just yeah. goes over to like accidents and like yeah, it's, films um, horrible stuff and right. sells them to news stations. Uh, <laughs> it's the movie that Jake Gyllenhaal. Like, I guess one thing that he's infamous for with that movie is he lost a bunch of weight to play that movie since he's skinny in it, and then went and gained like forty pounds in muscle to go play Southpaw afterwards. Yeah, like, he also looks like a Rat King in Nightcrawler. Yeah, <laughs> talking about Rat Kings from uh, what's his name? Uh, uh Pete Davidson. Yeah, Pete Davidson being mm-hmm. Rat King. Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal also looked like a rat king in this movie. <laughs> um, There's another thing I've been watching. Well, yeah. that I watched. Well, yeah, what else did you watch? I didn't mean to interrupt okay. you on that. Um, so Truth Seekers was great. Like, watch it if you have Prime. Yeah, it's fun. Um, but I watched another 
weird movie that's not going to be up everyone's alley because there's a lot of sexual stuff in it oh so it's from the same director that did uh old boy and uh lady vengeance thirst stuff like that Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um this movie came out in 2016 it's called the handmaiden basically it's like i've heard of it uh do you like lesbians do you like Mm -hmm. plots Mm -hmm. do you like lesbian sex Mm. (laughs) (laughs) i'm back on board do you like uh erotica erotic literature (laughs) Mm, i'm out i'm on i'm on i'm not on board anymore you like lesbian sex (laughs) i'm back on board (laughs) this is so gross and sexist (laughs) but anyway it's it's yeah there's a lot of sexual stuff in it so like if it makes you super uncomfortable don't watch it is it it just sex no no um You're really disappointed. Like, you have like a sickened face. It's not just sex. It's just a, it's a very sexual movie. A lot okay. of sexual themes. Um, um yeah. <laughs> but actually, the acting is super good. Um, it's yeah. If you want me to talk about it more, like the plot. Yeah, I'm interested. Okay, so basically, it starts with this um thief girl. Uh, I don't want to give away all of it in case anybody actually wants to watch it because it's actually give like the basic fifteen minutes. Okay, uh, fifteen. There's a thief girl. Um, there's this guy that um wants to marry this rich lady. Mm -hmm. Um, and he has like this plot to get this thief girl to become this lady's handmaiden and like convince the the other the rich lady to like um love him and marry him so yeah uh-huh <laughs> is this just like 50 shades oh, of gray but with like lesbian sex also he is this woman's uncle oh but this also takes place in like i don't know what year it actually takes place in. 1783 18 <laughs> eight, no, I'm, I'm i hear i feel a number in my head i hear it 1173 1873 1873 i don't know. 11 <laughs> Um, I don't know. 1773. I'm I'm really bad with history, so I'm not really sure when any of these time periods are. I know that 1873 is not that long ago, though. <laughs> not that long ago, but still very long ago, because that was when the Civil War happened. Just long enough ago. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Wait, we're talking Handmaid? Okay, 1773. Handmaiden. 1773. We're the, talking handmaid. The handmaiden. Um, uh, ooh, we set 1930s. Okay. What? Um, it's also um in Japanese occupied Korea in the 1930s. Okay. 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 That adds that adds some good context. And there is like, you know, so that makes a little bit more sense because like one thing that you see that a lot in animes where like cousins are dating and stuff like that but That's the reason weird. why is because well it's weird here but apparently there it's normal for that for but i don't yeah. think he's actually her it goes into it like i don't want to spoil it <laughs> but he says he's her uncle um uh he's not uh it does go into it i don't want to spoil any of that so if you actually want to watch it but that's basically like the intro 
um thief girl thief girl to be like creepy a, uncle yeah, yeah other girl lesbian sex yeah it's, it's well, ten things. lesbian sex get there gets there i don't know if it's like as like graphic as like blue is the warmest color though if you're looking for love i mean there's still nudity but like just boobs and butt it's like a soft and, core affair yeah it's like okay. a soft core yeah but then like blood later i assume blood <laughs> guts Violence? God, is that what happens when lesbians have sex? In nineteen fifties propaganda novels, yeah, it <laughs> yeah, does. I just I assume that there would be murder at some point. Oh, is there murder? Is this just a weird love story, Sam? I don't know. Guess I'll have to watch it. Okay, it's just a weird love story. <laughs> <laughs> it is it, a love story, but it's really it's good. Okay. I so, think I like it, but also like I don't know if I can rec- recommend it to like everybody if they're like prudes or something. I think I like it, but also I don't. Uh, I like it. So it's ten <laughs> things I hate about you, with a creepy uncle and les or Japanese le- Korean lesbians. <laughs> sure. Okay. <laughs> it's a it's a thing. Huh. But, uh, yeah, same director as Old Boy. So if you like that style, that sort of weird ass, shocking stuff, then maybe you'd like this. Yeah. Okay. What was it called again? The Handmaiden. The Handmaiden. 2016. The Handmaiden. And not to be confused with The Handmaid's Tale. Which is a Hulu original. Which is a Hulu original. And it's also a weird, creepy sex thing. From what I've been told. No, I mean, there's definitely lesbians in that, but, like, it's mostly just angry women. Yeah, that's what I've heard about it. There's lots of anger, and women. it's very sad. I've heard The thing that I've heard a lot about Handmaid's Tale is that, like, a bunch of, from what I've seen of, like, the people on my friends list and stuff who've watched it, they're like, I watch Handmaid's Tale, and, like, I can't believe the sexism in this world. It's like, it seems weird. <laughs> I don't know. Like it looks good. The show looks good. It I is just good. It's just very. It does make you very angry if you're a woman. <laughs> what if you're a man? Um, my, I don't know. What if you're a man who empathizes with women? Then I'll probably make you angry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm that's on a, board. That's another movie we could talk about that I heard about recently that got a lot of coverage. I'm trying to think of the name of it right now. The um, Chicken Run. No. Chicken Run 2. It, it came out like late last year, I think. Chicken Run 3. <laughs> Zach Graff is on my mind. I don't know. <laughs> Just think about Zach Graff beating up a child and then you'll stop thinking about him. Maybe. What? Zach Graff beat up a child? Yeah, on Punked. Oh, he didn't actually beat up a child. Oh. Apparently he did. No. No, no, no. I don't no. believe it. It's Punked. Yeah. I don't believe Ashton Kutcher. He thinks the earth is melting or something. <laughs> I don't. It was a bad joke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go ahead and talk about whatever you're going to talk about because it's going right. to take me a little while to find it. So, where is my mobile device? Oh, I lost. Here it is. I found it. Oh, super professional. Um, <laughs> I have to look up the list of the things that I watched. Okay. Um, I hear an ad on Robbie's phone. Nope, that's <laughs> Philip Franco. Oh. 
Um, worse. Just kidding. So yeah, I'm actually going to. I'm going to talk about Wandavision. Okay. Yeah, because you're even going on about that. The every only week. person that's watched it here. Great. It's fine. <laughs> uh, so if you're listening to this and you don't want Wandavision spoilers, uh, click probably ten minutes in. I would say if you're listening to the archive. And if you're this, listening live, well, fuck you. Come back in ten minutes. <laughs> um. All right, Wandavision episode four. I gotta say, right off the bat, one thousand times better than everything else this show has done. Because. It's just not in what the rest of the show has been doing. It's not like the fake sitcom thing and stuff like that. Like it shows the mystery behind a bunch of stuff. It goes into the real world. It's shot in a cinematic 16 by nine. It looks very fucking good. It goes into the plot of what is actually happening. I can hear Liz laughing extremely loud through my headset. (laughs) Same. Not sure if it's something we're saying that's funny or if she's watching something else because she's bored of us by at this point. Who knows? She's definitely laughing at you. Um, <laughs> God damn it. Yep. Wow. That's <laughs> definitely going to come in the archive. So funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway. Um, yeah. So. WandaVision. It's literally just like the story of what is actually happening in the show. So like you get a bunch of like side characters from well not a bunch you get a side character from thor and you get a side character from the ant-man movies and they're in the episode um because they're like scientists and fbi agent and stuff like that and they're two just like comedy relief characters in both those movies and they have like a more serious role in the episode and it doesn't take place in like the dumb hey what if 1970s sitcom it's just like out in the actual world and plot stuff is happening and you get to see a character from um Captain Marvel in it um as an adult and like she got blipped out and then she came back in the blip and again spoilers for WandaVision episode 4 um she was like in the waiting room when she was blipped out in the same in like a hospital with her mom and she was in the cancer unit and she thought she had took like a 20 minute nap and she woke up from the blip after um the Hulk snapped and brought everybody back from blip um and she like realizes it's five years later and her mom wasn't blipped away but her mom also died of cancer um and it's like a really intense scene actually of, like a bunch of people coming back into the hospital who got blipped out and like coming back in and like the hospital doesn't know what to do and like they don't have enough room to take care of all these people and it's like a really chaotic scene really really cool um but yeah it's really good, actually. I really liked the episode. Um, it feels more of like I want more of the episodes to do that. I know it's going to get back to the dumb, stupid, fake sitcom stuff that it's going to keep doing. And that's really disappointing because I think that's a super weak part of the show. <laughs> um, I understand why you need it there because like filler and stuff like that. But man, is it just not good. Uh, like the sitcom stuff. I really liked this episode, though. I really hope that they start to get more into this kind of stuff for it. It actually makes me really excited. Again, I've said this a lot. I've said this actually every time we've talked about WandaVision, I think, for the past couple of weeks. Um, it makes me really excited about Falcon and Winter Soldier show. Because it's just going to be a show-ass show with that like Marvel um, production budget behind it through the whole thing. And it's just going to be a really cool action show, I'm hoping. Uh, I 
ultimately still at this point if somebody were asked like should i watch wandavision i would still tell them fuck no um <laughs> but if it keeps doing episodes like this then it might turn into a yes i will never watch it yeah you don't so, care about it at all it kind of turns into something like as like it almost seems like it's there's supposed to be a payoff at the end of it and you're just watching it hoping for that payoff um yeah that's literally what i'm hoping for okay like i said last week like the best way i've seen to put it is andrew reiner at game informers put it as this entire show feels like you're watching the last you're watching an end credit scene at one of the end of the movies like trying to pick apart what's going to happen next okay which if you're into that then cool you're into that but also i'm not really into watching 20 minutes of end credit scene basically is what it comes out to um the thing that I am worried about, though, is that this explains what Wanda has been doing after all the blip stuff and that she is clearly not dealing with Vision's death very well um, in like a really, really horrific way to where like she just can't move on. And I think that stuff is really sad and really cool. And like I said, I just really want them to keep doing that stuff, but I don't think they will. Um, yeah, I mean, from the little that I've heard, that's what it's mostly working towards is like that weird stuff that you're talking about. Yeah, like there's been a couple like literally seconds of weird stuff in the other episodes, but this is all like actual plot story stuff, right. which is way, way more interesting. Um, yeah, uh, also Kyrie in chat says, but they are short episodes, which is dumb. It's dumb in a way, but also a godsend in a way, because... The episodes that are bad are gleefully short. So you get done with them very quickly and you're like, all right, well, I'm done with that, I guess. Like but, how short are we talking? Like 20 minutes, 30 minutes? So it has a 36 minute runtime with like eight of those minutes being credits. Damn, why? Because they took a literal film's worth of production people to work on this show. So you get an entire film's worth of credits every single episode. So this that actually explains why they're advertising it so hard. They had enough people working on this that they're like, Cost us a lot of money to make this. Please we gotta watch pay it. these people. Yeah, I, come I, on. I honestly do imagine <laughs> that um, it's extremely expensive. Like the stuff that looks good looks fucking good. Like it feels like a Marvel movie. You can see the money on the screen. Um, I just want the content to be better. <laughs> no, I get that. Uh, I think big budget shows is starting to become more of a thing. A good example is uh, our the, I guess the big example I can think of at the current moment in time is Lovecraft Country because mm-hmm. something Dry can actually agree with me on since he's watched this episode. Like the first five minutes has to be one of the most expensive first five minutes to a TV show I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah, it's honestly insane. It's really yeah. cool. Um, I'm really excited about the Lord of the Rings show. We'll see how that comes out, though. Yeah, um, I'm cautiously optimistic about it, but that's with me with most things. You're right. Uh, also, Kyrie says in chat that she is not hooked yet on WandaVision, which I'm not either. Um, but I'm going to see it through to the end because I don't want to be lost on the Marvel story. Because the thing is, the Marvel shows tie into the movies now. So you might miss story points or like character points and well, stuff like that. I guess I have to watch it if I care. If you care. Do you care? I mean, I've watched all the Marvel movies up to this point. Then you, so. you'll probably want to watch it. Yeah. I would probably recommend wait till it's all out and binge it. And you could do that in like two and a half hours, probably. And like a movie length. Um, yeah, I I really don't like how they're releasing it weekly because. Yeah, it's just they're so short and it makes me really hard to like be, be dedicated to the episode, honestly. I, I guess with the streaming world that we have now, I can see that. But that's how things used to be, basically, is you want to watch something. You had to watch it like at that time for 
that day. Right, but like it doesn't. It's just not. There's a reason why people stopped liking that. Yeah. Um, it just doesn't work as well for some things, and like this with the episodes being so short and so plot heavy most of the time, it doesn't feel like I don't. I don't feel like I have an attachment to these characters, even though I've seen them a ton in movies and stuff. I still just don't feel like I have an attachment to them, which is not what you want. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, oh. so the thing you were talking about. Yeah. Uh, so the movie is actually called Promising Young Woman. It came out last oh, year. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, apparently, Variety, which you know they're a pretty big reviewer. Uh, one of the the person who wrote the review of that movie said like they basically liked the movie, but they heard that um, Margot Robbie was like one of the producers of it, and he's like, man. I really wish Margot Robbie would have been in uh, this movie instead of uh, Carrie Mulligan, because Carrie Mulligan is the lead actress in this movie. Sure. And he says like that he felt that because he's basically said that he didn't feel like Carrie Mulligan was hot enough to play the lead role of this movie. And he'd rather see Margot Robbie. Yeah. And like he doesn't say it outright like that, but that's pretty much how it came across enough so that um, I guess Carrie Mulligan like tweeted out like, wow, like I, I get this is one of the or this is actually one of the toxic parts of Hollywood saying that I'm not uh, basically uh yeah, I'm basically not hot enough to play in this movie. Heard the movie's good. Like so far, rating wise, I can see like people apparently really enjoyed this movie. It's supposed to be a dark comedy, but also one of the top stories of this that I saw is the New Yorker wrote how promising young woman refigures the rape revenge movie. Huh. So hmm. that kind of dark comedy. Right. Like I've been hearing a lot of really good things about it recently, which I don't know why I didn't hear anything about it last year. Right. Because it did come out last and year. And that's the thing is, I think the fact that Variety wrote a review like that and people got pissed off that he was basically saying, yeah, she's not hot enough to play this role. Right. Was got people talking about this movie. Like, I never heard about the movie until I heard about this story. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I it, I I actually almost bought it the other day when I was at Entertain Mart. Uh, just because I have heard good things. Yeah. Like, I'm interested to watch it. I don't yeah. know if you'd want to save it for the podcast or anything, but I'd definitely want to watch this movie yeah yeah but i know as of right now it's kind of hard to get a hold of it like most places you can't rent it you have to buy it sure yeah um cool you've been watching anything else sam um i don't think so in fact let me be right back you guys talk amongst yourselves i will be right right back okay i mean i did watch um hell house llc the first one yeah like you guys got me sold on the first uh Talk about Hell what House. you thought of that one, Sam, or what like stood out to you on that. Yeah, because well, you guys like you guys are selling me on it with that first movie, but the second, third one, maybe not so much. So it's um a low budget indie movie, which is good. Sometimes it can be those movies can be really bad or like actually pretty decent for what they had. Yeah, it's one of those things like like Dry said, having a basically the budget of a half a box of triscuits. Yeah, like actually, I wanna... sometimes that helps, sometimes it doesn't. But it's just one of those like a lot of people like to say that, you know, um, limitations breed creativity, but that's not always the case. But whenever it does work, it usually works very well. Yeah. I actually want to look up what the budget actually was for this movie. Um, and it was literally half a box of Triscuits. What do you know? <laughs> if I can find it, let's see. But um, uh, the acting was really, really good. Um. And I watched the director's cut as well. Yeah. I actually started watching the just original before that, but I fell asleep like halfway through because I'm old and tired all the time. But I saw that the... Um, <laughs> You're just going to breeze past that? <laughs> the director's cut was on there, so I decided to watch all of that all the way through. 
Um, Apparently you can watch the first uh, Tell House LLC, if you're curious, on Tubi. Uh, yeah, oh. and you can watch the first two on Amazon Prime. Yeah. I just pulled up the first one. The first one says Amazon Prime or Tubi. So yeah. if you have a Prime account, you can watch it there. If you don't mind ads, you can watch it on Tubi for free. Right. Or you can apparently get it on Vudu for $2.99. I can't really find a budget for this movie. I think it really was like half a box. <laughs> it was like fucking nothing. Um, uh, yeah, I think it had a lot of really good scares, like really subtle scares and not like the jump jump scare, like with the accompanied like shrieking ugh, horrible sound right. that comes with most jump scares that is the only thing that really makes it scary because it sh- you know shocks you but um yeah like i think most of the hey monkey um i think most of the scares come from like seeing something out of the corner of the eye like out of the corner of the camera lens basically yeah it's really subtle and sometimes they don't even react to the jumps like not the jump scares but like the, the thing that's scaring you in yeah. general but it's just caught on the camera which is really nice i like that yeah i think that's one thing that we said that we liked about um like a lot of korean and japanese horror films is yeah, that like it's uh, always in the back like yeah they there's not always like you know like that jump of music or like somebody reacting to it and doing like the <gasps> kind of thing it's it's very subtle to where like sometimes the main character doesn't always see it but you do and it makes uh, it yeah. gives you like more of an unsettling feeling it's super unsettling yeah um I think that's honestly the thing that worked so well in Hell House LLC is that it is just very unsettling. Yeah. And like even um, like the tour through the house when because at the end of the director's cut, they show like um, the part where they're like uh, scouting the place for for the movie. Yeah. <laughs> and even like it. The place is even unsettling then is kind of a creepy place. Yeah. Like in general. <laughs> and the basement is super creepy. Um, yeah. Like the, the thing that I think is funny though, is you can clearly see the set that they built onto the basement. Cause the basement yeah. was too big. Yeah. And so you like see behind the set wall. Yeah. <laughs> I will talk about, I didn't like, like the ending. Um, yeah. Um, it's... If you're listening to this and you don't want Hell House LLC one spoiled for you, skip ahead like three minutes. We're gonna talk about the ending for a second. Yeah. Um me? I don't give a fuck about it. Spoil the ending for me, I don't care. It's corny. It's <laughs> super corny. It it doesn't look good. It's like not scary. It I think when movies like that go like way over the top with shit like mm-hmm. that, it sort of ruins it. Um, yeah, because the thing that happens is through the whole movie, it's teased about like what happened on opening night in this basement because you don't get to see mm-hmm. it in any of the tapes. You don't see the footage. You only see the aftermath of everything. Yeah. And so, like, <laughs> well, except for um, at the beginning of the movie, it's actually like it says, "Oh, this is the only video that was shot and was put on YouTube." Yeah, it and was then... like from the view of a one of the um, people that are going to go through the haunted house. Yes. Um, like they were filming it. But then the other thing that really annoyed me is near the end of the movie when it's going to show you what happened in the basement. Mm-hmm. It's like it goes to another person who went walked through the house and like it's random footage we found. I know, like I didn't. <laughs> and of course, um, they have security cameras like throughout the whole thing too. But like, of course, 
not Every, in the basement not in the basement because can't get signal down there ever yeah <laughs> <laughs> and the funny thing is like um they don't really like you have to have like some sort of security other than just like the actors i think and they only had like two actors down there i think at the time yeah so like the thing and nobody to guide them like because the exit is just right out there right outside of the basement yeah um but like the thing is the thing because they can't get like wiring down into the basement it's like walls are too thick we don't get signal down here brah sorry can't <laughs> put cameras here um and they're like all right well how do we fix this what if we put an actor in a clown costume and have him watch, but like a really big, bulky actor? Which he really isn't. He's just kind of fat. Yeah, he's a little chubby. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of foot on him. Yeah, a little yeah. bit of foot. He's got a little bit and of foot. And he looks right, like right. a fucking nice guy. Yeah, he looks like really Doesn't even look threatening. Not threatening at all. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like, hey, Sean. Um, and like, so he... They have that person in the basement and they have the other girl chained up, which they keep saying that she's not going to be topless for the whole thing. Yeah. And then the last second, a guy's like, all right, let me just finish your costume here. And he just cuts her fucking shirt open. And she's just wearing like a bra and underwear. Yeah. <laughs> and she's just like actually like handcuffed. Yeah. Like and not even somebody fake handcuffed. else has the, it was the clown guy that had the key, I think, just in case something happened. Yeah. Which he ran out like literally he's like laying there next to like the fake clowns in the basement yeah and then like random people in robes start appearing and he just stands up very calmly and runs away yeah and, like he doesn't say anything he doesn't scream he just stands up and runs away yeah <laughs> it's just like i don't know <laughs> and then it does the thing that actually this is the part that killed the movie not killed the movie for me but like took me out of the mood because the whole movie up to this point like every i was watching it alone at night at like 11 o'clock at night or something like that mm -hmm. like every now and again like look over my shoulder and like whenever the screen would go really dark like i would see like there's a bookcase behind me in the living room yeah. and there's like one little spot where it's white yeah. and that fucking clown mask is white in the movie and so i see that in the reflection of my screen I'm like fuck what the okay that book's yeah. still still books, uh <laughs> still books. <laughs> and then like um when it got to these last five minutes, they're in the basement. All these robe people start appearing out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. And they kill the girl who's chained up, who was an actress for the Haunted mm -hmm. House thing. And then this really terrible, almost fucking Photoshop level, you like pre-YouTube video portal pops out of the ground. Oh, yeah. And they drag the girl, and they drag people down to hell. Yeah, that was actually... And the director's cut at the end, they show that it was just like a green screen effect. Oh, good. <laughs> so that's why I looked pretty bad. Yeah, it looks fucking terrible, dude. Yeah. <laughs> like, that part took me out of the movie. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, they they reached a little too far. Like, they could have had, like, you hear rumbling and, like, maybe see a crack or something and then, like, have the video cut. And that would have saved that movie for me, honestly. Um, But, man... Man, talking about this movie now weirdly reminds me of the Phoenix Incident. The Phoenix Incident? Yeah, that's another movie. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure you can still watch it on Amazon Prime. Okay. But um, the main reason why I got interested in it is because I found out that like because uh, I watch Critical Role and a lot like there's like most of the cast is just the voice actors, voice actors, <laughs> and two of the voice actors are ones that are on Critical Role: Liam Liam O'Brien and Travis Willingham are both uh, in that movie. Right. But so is Troy Baker and uh, you're. Yuri Lowenthal. Okay. Uh, like they all four play friends in that movie. And like, they're all 
kind of hanging out and like they go out in the middle of the desert to go four wheeling and everything. And like, as you do. Yeah. As you do. <laughs> and because it's a horror movie, there's like some psychopath that's out there in the middle. They're telling him to get or get out of there and get off the land and everything. Mm -hmm. And it deals with like a real incident that did happen in Phoenix, which is supposed to be the scary part of this found footage movie. It, the movie's not scary at all. Uh, <laughs> well, see, that's the difference then. Cause hell house LLC is actually fucking creepy. Yeah. But the yeah. ending apparently ruins it. Cause you tell me this ending and this ending just makes you sound like makes this movie sound like shit. Mm -hmm. Right, but, like, yeah. that's the thing. That's the part that sucks about it is because everything else is so yeah. solid yeah. in the rest well, of it. And the thing is, is, like, that because, like, those four guys are friends in real life, it feels like four friends are just kind of, like, dicking around in the middle of the desert kind of right, thing. And, like, right, they right, just right, happened, right. like, you know, like, hey, I bought a camcorder. Let's go ahead and, like, record ourselves this time, kind of like what we did when we were kids. Like, it, it had that energy. But yeah. then it goes off into, like, the horror element because, like, it deals our that you know whenever there's like four random lights in the sky in phoenix and like they couldn't figure out where they came from they ufo was, right sure. yeah and that was a ufo thing <laughs> uh it deals with that whole incident and like it goes into that and like travis or travis's character uh his brother was in the army so he knows about all that stuff he's like oh this is just a training drill don't worry about it and like it ends up turning out to be a distraction because there's actually aliens out in the desert where they are and stuff like that <laughs> uh that ending was it, it was dumb like i've heard all four of those actors like yuri I cannot say his last name because, uh, you know, he played Spider-Man in the new Spider-Man games mm -hmm. or he played Peter Parker in those. He's a great actor. Liam O'Brien. He's done some really great voice acting, too. Same with Travis Willingham and Troy Baker. Right. Uh, they're all really good actors. Not in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> they just phoned it in, huh? Kind of. Yeah. Like there is a lot of uh, ad lib to a lot of the shit that they do in there. Like uh, legitimately, like towards the end of the movie, uh, the last thing that Liam O'Brien says before being taken away by aliens like like literally being sucked through a wall from aliens is uh sorry porked your mom man great yeah great <laughs> fucking fantastic <laughs> um yeah did you were you able to find that yeah. budget for i wasn't so okay i'm but just yeah. gonna go half box of triscuits then <laughs> yeah, yeah. So box, but yeah same with this movie with the phoenix incident but yeah it was supposed to be like one of those found footage things it was cheaply done it started off okay, but as soon as they got into the horror element of it, it just completely ruined it. Especially when it starts showing the act, like, because they did a lot of, like, the aliens are, like, you know, you don't really see them mm -hmm. until, like, the very end. When you do see them, they look like PS1 graphics. Like, oh. maybe PS2. Yeah, it's not great. So, like, one thing that I was reading about um, this is the creator, the writer, director, uh, part producer did an interview that I was reading about talking about how the Abaddon hotel thing was coming out, the little shutter mini series. Um, and he did an interview talking about like the script was actually apparently much, much longer for the first hell, hell house LLC. Um, and it was not originally a found footage movie. They only turned it into a found footage movie because they didn't have money. <laughs> That I mean, right. it is like the cheapest. Yeah. Yeah. You literally <laughs> hand your actor the camera and say, just point at what you're looking at. Yeah. yeah. Well, that and like, if it's a found footage, you can get away with like, I oh, mean, yeah, this is why the footage looks like it's shot on a cheap camera. Yeah. Because it is. Like, the but one... obviously you need to write. I mean, obviously there has to be direction, but like. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But like the thing that I, I think is really funny about it is just that like. They literally put up security cameras for the security camera footage. Like, it's not like a good camera and they like put a filter on it. They literally just had security cameras for that footage. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then for like uh, the second movie, one of the things that I thought was really funny 
is how they like justify recording it while they're in this house, like stuck and have like the walls are changing around them. The way they justify it is like they're part of a like documentarian crew. And it's like, our thing is that for our audience online, we never stop shooting. We upload everything we record. (laughs) It's like never stop shooting. Okay. Like that's how they justify not turning off the camera. And then I think there's even a got to get the story out there. Yeah. I think there's even a part in the third one when they're recording where it's like, Hey, remember, if you get scared or see anything, like it might be in the second one too, because I watched these three back to back, uh, back to back to back. Um, there's a part where it's like, remember, if something's scary, drop the camera and run. And somebody's like, no, you do not drop the camera. You keep filming and then you run. <laughs> like that's how they justify <laughs> to keep. Like, yeah, it's it, that part's really dumb, but <laughs> it's whatever. And once again, like it makes sense for certain movies, like Grave Encounters, like that. It works for that at least the yes. first one because like. They were do- like they're ghost hunting for that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so this is a really good time to talk about the other Shutter movie that I have been watching. Okay. Or not have been watching, but that I watched. It's called Host. Host. Not the host, not the not the alien one that you're thinking of. The saying. Korean. Not that one. Flick? Uh Host is a movie that was shot during pandemic, during quarantine. Mm-hmm. And it was shot on a Zoom call. From what the best that I could see, it might have literally been screen captures of the Zoom call. Um, and like I was just googling because like I got a free trial of Shutter to watch the third Hell House movie, so I was like, all right, what's the best thing on Shutter? Like, what's their best exclusive film? And tons and tons and tons of articles kept bringing up Host. I was like, okay, uh, I don't really like these kind of movies. I think Unfriended and like stuff like that is pretty fucking bad, actually. Ghosts um, in the computer. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> um, and so I'm like, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a fucking chance. It's only 56 minutes. I don't think that qualifies it as a movie, but it's only 56 minutes. I'm gonna watch it. So I watched it like literally 10 minutes after a Hell House LLC three. Like, all right, that was a solid trilogy. I'm pretty happy with that. Let's jump into something else in the same kind of genre thing. Uh and within 25 seconds was immediately annoyed and wanted to shut it off. <laughs> yeah. Uh, That's always a good sign. You, you were explaining it to me yesterday. And I was like, I could not fucking watch this movie because I'd be annoyed throughout the whole entire fucking thing. <laughs> yeah. So here's the thing that I will. I, I literally, literally one positive thing to say about it. If you ever wanted to feel the craziness of having a Zoom call with six different people while half of them are drunk and the other half don't seem like they really want to be there. So just talking over each other and none of them are wearing headphones. You can hear them. You can hear speakers over other people speak like (laughs) microphones. If you want that awful, crazy experience without just getting on a zoom call and doing it, boy, Oh boy, do I have the movie for you? (laughs) Like I bet there was some sort of production budget put into this. In fact, there's a couple things in there. I know that it must've taken them quite a while to set up these scares. Cause like, Everything falls out of cabinet cabinets. Things are thrown across the room. It's like cheap wire tricks and stuff like that. But it probably took a long time to set up. Um, so need to pay someone to like tie those wires up, make it to where you can't see it in the shot. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, but like, if you just really like chaotic Zoom calls, this is the movie because people are constantly talking over each other and being super, super shitty to each other. Sounds the whole like the thing. Worst. Um, here's the actual plot. Let me get into that because I think the actual plot is also bad um haunted zoom call it it literally is that but there's a reason (laughs) all these friends from uh i think i presume it was college if i remember correctly 
get together on the Zoom call because they're going to do a group seance through Zoom for funsies. <laughs> as you do is it because uh, like, i'm already a, out a friend died or is it just because they're just like no they're bored a seance yep they're bored okay yeah i feel like this is that time that rocky tried convincing me over um over skype messaging or whatever no facebook messaging that i should try that uh one haunted house thing in my apartment Oh yeah, the mirror thing. Haunted yeah, house um, thing. yeah. Like it was this thing where like you summon demons inside of your house and have to play hide and seek with them. And if they find you, you have to draw a circle of salt around you oh, and wait till morning. I, yeah. I read that story I, on I... one of the post credits. Yeah, in Halloween, yeah. Um, it's really dumb. But <laughs> yeah, Rocky, he was just like bound and determined to get me to play that game in my apartment. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no. So they hire uh, a medium, I guess. What was what's a psychic person that like does seances? What's that called? Sam, you're a witch. <laughs> you know these things right? i guess like a medium <laughs> it, it's still a medium yeah okay, yeah yeah so they get like a medium and she's like all right guys everybody like get a candle put it in front of you and light it that's gonna be your connection to this world and the next world also i need to ima- you to imagine that you have a rope tied around your waist and that's tied to this world and whenever you need to come back to the real world just imagine having that rope around your waist and imagine cutting it with anything that cuts things. You could use glass <laughs> or scissors or a knife. Just cut that rope when you want out. That's your like, that's your like a uh, escape button, your escape exit thing. And was like, okay, cool, cool, cool. And all these friends, by the way, they're fucking super shitty to each other. Like none of them are good people. One of them is like in this super shitty relationship to where she had like been dating her boyfriend person for like two weeks and then they quarantine together and they fucking hate each other actually and so they're angry at each other the whole time and then another one is that a guy quarantined there's only one male character in this by the way with speaking lines um one of them quarantined with his girlfriend in his girlfriend's parents house he looks 35 uh and way older than all the women in the movie and also the person he's dating with is super shitty because she has one line and it's literally just her like exiting this Zoom call for him and saying he has to go by. <laughs> uh, it's really, really fucking annoying. Um, anyway, they're on the Zoom call. They're doing the seance thing. And the person like, if there's a ghost out there trying to get in touch with us, knock once for yes and two for no. Like, are is there a ghost here? And you hear like, Koo. Oh no, who ghost? It's like, uh, is this a peaceful ghost? And you start hearing, it's like, what was that? What was that? Is it who, whose end is it on? Whose camera is it on? It's like, and then Sam's person's like, oh, I forgot I have an Amazon package coming today. <laughs> and so she walks away, and everyone's like, oh my God, oh, it's so scary, guys. Amazon. Uh. It's like, wait, where is she though? And they all start like staring at her camera, and then it does like a zoom into her thing. And then she just walks out and a she's zoom like, zoom into her thing? Yeah, like it, like it shows all of their oh, things on okay. screen, and then occasionally like show just one. Okay, one I thought like cameras. her camera just like zoomed. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so they're doing that, and she walks in. And she's like, "Oh, sorry, guys. Uh, Amazon package." Like, oh, <laughs> so funny. It's like, all right, back to what we were doing, and like, but the twist is, I got a ghost. That's what I ordered. <laughs> <laughs> if only that would be much better that would actually be fucking hilarious yeah that um, reminds me of a youtube thing but keep going with your synopsis of the movie and i'll tell you afterwards <laughs> okay um and so they're doing this 
And one of the girls, I think her name is Jenna or Gemma. She was really fucking annoying through this whole thing. Like her introduction is literally throwing sticks at a window and asking to be let into the building. But that becomes confusing later. Because they live on the seventh floor. So here's the thing. Like she's throwing sticks at her <laughs> being like, hey, let me in, let me in. And then she's like, oh, okay, yeah, sorry. Um, but maybe she lives like across the street, maybe. It, I don't know. That part was kind of weird. Anyway, actually, now that I'm thinking about it, she probably lives across the street and she's asking to be let in on the Zoom call because she goes onto her phone in Zoom calls. And then you see her walking through buildings. And it's really overly loud like it is when someone's on like a call like that, like a Zoom call, and they're like walking through the real world. <laughs> um, and they just happen to have like the microphone to their headphones like right up to their No, no, mouth. not even headphones. They're, oh, not, they're not even like using screaming headphones. Into yeah, they're the screaming into the mic. Thing. And you hear the reverb in a way that's uncomfortable and it's still just in the movie <laughs> for some reason. Because um, they needed that realism. I fucking realism. guess. <laughs> anyway, she's really annoying. And like her candle goes out whenever that ghost thing, whenever like the knock happens and it happens to be like Amazon or whatever. And her candle goes out, this Gemma character. And then she like relights it. And then the, se- the seance lady comes back, the medium, and she's like, all right, uh, anybody getting anything, though? And the Gemma girl's like, yeah, I, I, think I, I think I have something. I'm, something's talking to me. I hear a name. Somebody named John, I think it is. Oh, they want to say something. They want to say. And then the medium's call goes out like she gets cut out. Like, <laughs> and then, like, the Gemma girl keeps going on because everyone's like, oh, my God, the, the seance is happening. Like, what's happening? She got kicked out. And then. um. Sorry, guys. Forgot to pay my internet bill. <laughs> no, not even that. That would be funny. Um, they like keep doing it, and then the Gemma girl's like, Haha, "I was just fucking with you guys. There's nobody talking to me. There's no ghosts here. I was just fucking with you." And then she like relights her candle. And what's really it makes me un not like this character, this Gemma character, is the main character, the first character introduced to like who's hosting the Zoom call. The first thing she tells all of her friends is like, "Hey guys, like don't be a dick to this medium. Like she's my friend. I talk to her every day." I just, I want to have a good impression here. I don't want you guys to be super dicks to her. Like, don't like do bullshit that would like make it seem like I'm bad. And so this and Gemma she pulls that. Yeah. Gemma character immediately pulls that. And so they're like, oh, you're such a shit. Like, fuck you. Like, why would you do that? I told you I didn't want this to happen. And the Gemma character's like, fuck, fuck, shut the fuck up, you stupid bitch. Like, <laughs> super like hostile towards her. And when she's in the wrong, really <laughs> annoying, actually. And so, um, they all like go take a bathroom break because they've been drinking at this point a bunch because they had like a whole thing of like the spec every time the sounds person says spectral realm or something like that they take a shot um <laughs> it's a super weird like shoved in things they wanted to have characters doing shots over zoom uh, <laughs> i guess that just like fits a venn diagram of people who will watch this movie i don't even need an excuse to do a shot so what the fuck is this movie <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so uh, the main character, everybody goes pees and whatever, comes back, and then the main character calls the seance person, like wondering what happened because she's still not back in the Zoom call yet. And she's like, "You won't believe this. My internet went out. Can you believe that? I just I can't get back online. Anyway, what's going on? What's happening to your friend Gemma? Uh, that uh, what happened with the John character? And she's like, "Well, here's the thing. Like something weird is going on in the house because by this point you hear like bumps in everybody's apartments, and so they get hold of the seance person. She's like, "Well, uh, is it that John character that your friend Gemma was talking to? She's like. Oh, I don't know, Gemma. Tell her. Why don't you tell her, Gemma? Uh, what... Yeah, Gemma. <laughs> like, what happened? what happened to John? What happened to John? And Gemma's like, John John was fake. She's like, what? John was fake. And the seance person's like, oh, no. And they're like, is that bad? She's like, well, there's two outcomes here. It's either that 
you found a ghost that's named John, and they're just a ghost, and they're there peacefully, and you just interrupt them from their slumber, and you just gotta cut the tie and put them back to sleep, and you're good to go. Like, what if it's the other thing? Well, if it's the other thing, then you just lied, and a demon attached to this spawn that you created. Like, then what happens? Then you all die. Face drop. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. Uh, it's really bad. Uh, and so from this point on, like, the seance person gets cut off from the cell phone call. And then everybody starts systematically being killed by a uh, Zoom call ghost. I want you guys to know, I, it's taken me probably 15 minutes to explain this so far. The movie's only 56 minutes long. <laughs> I'm, that's not, like, an exaggeration. There's not, like, a huge long intro, like, credit scene, like... 15 people worked on this. It's not very long credits. The credit screen is literally a scroll bar at the end that scrolls down on like what you would see on a Zoom call list. Uh, it's a 56 minute long movie of the first 35 minutes being horribly annoyed at characters that I don't like any of them. Five minutes of seeing these annoying people get murdered in really boring, lame ways that is not very entertaining. And then, like, another ten minutes of this Gemma character being the last one alive. The one who I absolutely hated from the second that I saw her face. And then the movie Fucking wants you to Gemma. root for her. And then, literally, the last frame of the movie is, like, there's this whole thing. there, like, they have an old camera that does Polaroid. They have an old Polaroid camera. They've been <laughs> taking pictures on to get flashed because apparently none of them own flashlights or cell phones that they all clearly own that have flashlights. <laughs> Um, <laughs> one hipster just happens to own a Polaroid exactly camera. yeah and so she is taking pictures throughout the whole movie like trying to see the ghost of the light and stuff like that and I, okay. literally the last well, well, okay I gotta say that has to be fucking expensive because like <laughs> film is extremely expensive nowadays it's very expensive yeah for instant cameras like that yeah but I gotta say they all live in really nice apartments okay so they're probably rich yeah, yeah, it's probably fine. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, no. Uh, Kyrie in chat is saying, wait, did you or did you not watch this movie? I watched this movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's only 56 minutes long, though. Um, but here's the thing. The last frame of the movie is my least favorite thing in any movie ever. They're doing the Polaroid camera thing, and they take a Polaroid camera, you see the flash, and then it's literally a creature jumps to the screen, and the movie ends. That's it. Yeah, it's dumb. That movie is fucking garbage, and I don't know what drugs or alcohol that all of these reviewers that were writing up, doing write-ups for it were on. Like, were they just, were they just, like, so sad and alone in quarantine that they were just, like, starved for any entertainment at all, and then they could just be like, hey, I know what a Zoom call is, and so they, like, <laughs> this is I uh, understand this. <laughs> what's the word? Um, topical. <laughs> right, like, is that, like, the only thing? Because I really hated that movie. <laughs> I don't know how people enjoyed it. <laughs> like I said, is yesterday, they probably just didn't have anything better to compare it to because not a lot of things came out last year. Right. But like, it may as well be the same thing as that unfriended or unfollow or whatever. Unfollow? or un I don't know. There's a know. bunch of these dumb shitty Zoom movies at this point. Or Skype movies. It was Skype movies with Unfollowed or Unfriended at first. Yeah. It's almost the same exact plot as that. And it's it's worse, though, somehow. It's somehow worse. <laughs> anyway. I watched that. 
<laughs> you sound so excited that you watched that. No, it it kind of reminded me of like there was this thing that I remember coming across because there's a band that I like called Spirit Box, which you put Spirit Box into YouTube and it pu- pulls a bunch of paranormal shit because the Spirit Box is supposed to be you know one of those radios that like flickers through all the different stations really quickly so you can hear ghosts and blah blah blah. Brings uh-huh. up um, fucking what's that what's that fucking asshole YouTuber's name that does the three AM challenges? The skinny dude who like doesn't have only there's furniture. a couple. What is his name? I forgot. He's like pretty much canceled, I think, by this point. And I fucking hope he's off of YouTube because everybody except for like fucking 12 year olds hate him. He's <laughs> awful. And he fucking exploits people that had just died. Like, that sounds awful. I've not heard of this person. I know like the 3 a.m. challenge thing, which is dumb, but yeah, yeah he's like... like one of the biggest ones that does it. I can't. I know there was one guy who was like, He's like, has like the 3M challenge. Like, hey, 3M challenge here. What's up, bros? 3M challenge. That's probably like, him. And then like, he's like, all right, we're going to find some fucking ghosts tonight. Remember, if you see a ghost, like and subscribe. Remember, share this to your friends. Yeah. Leave a comment. What timestamp did you see the ghost at? And remember when the like Etika guy died? Oh, yeah. Like the next day or something like that. He was like, 3M challenge. Let's see if we can summon his ghost. Jesus like, Christ. he's actually the worst fucking person yeah that is just a garbage person just a garbage person j station that's his name fucking j station look him up fucking do not watch any of his videos just videos on him they'll just be hate videos and you'll fucking can hate I him see what, what? Yeah, i was gonna say can you pull him up because there's someone else uh it would i saw a review of like no, i guess not a review like a Someone talking about another YouTuber like that. Uh, no, no. Okay, I was thinking of someone else. Okay, I heard. Uh, I heard he was a piece of shit too. But there's another <laughs> one. Um, no, there's another YouTuber that I watch that talks about like toxic people on the platform. And there's another one. He says he says he's the worst YouTuber. But apparently, if you like, if you watch one of his videos, you literally watched all of them. Like he uh, does a thing wherever he says like uh, like, comment, subscribe to go into my uh, go into my thing to like get a free gift card. But he never gives away any gift cards. Like he's never found anyone who's actually won a gift card from him. So there's so many awful YouTubers. Yeah. Like, there's... but he does that. Uh, he also does a thing like wherever he balances a fidget spinner on something, and he says if he can spin it for five seconds, and you have to click like and subscribe. Then he dances to like dubstep for five minutes, and then does the three a.m. style call. What? And like it's usually like Mini Mouse and Thanos and like weird shit like that. But like apparently every single one of his videos is a rinse or repeat of that. Who? I don't. Who's it's the audience for fucking that? Fucking children, children yeah, that children. fucking click on this shit. Like that's what their audience is, and <laughs> it's fucking horrible. Because like I don't know a single adult that actually fucking watched that shit. And it if just they do, me. then I don't fucking want to know you. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah, yeah. Um, I, th- I watched another thing. I also watched another oh, thing. Oh, yeah, the YouTube thing about. I was going to talk about. that yeah. It, it kind of reminded me of, uh, because the whole Spirit Box thing, uh, one that I ended up clicking on because it s- seemed interesting enough was, uh, I guess this guy said that he bought a box from the dark web. And oh, it was yeah, those sealed got super it, popular. Yeah. There's yeah. so many of those videos. Yeah, I bought a box from the uh, that was sealed in wax from the uh, from the dark web. And like apparently did like a spectrometer thing on it where it was clicking, saying that there was like some energy coming from it. And as soon as he opened the box, like the spectrometer went dead. And like stuff started falling off of his wall, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm fucking out of here." And like, was like saying that he had to sleep in his car that night because he, uh, until like he can get his house cleared out. I can see that being a better plot for a movie than the host. Yeah, honestly, 
there i forget what the name of it was but there was a horror movie that just came out on amazon or shutter it's one of those two i don't remember which one that was lit it's like he's actually a youtuber and he's pretty popular i forget his name though and it's literally like hey uh like the plot is hey i'm a youtuber and i'm going into this house to make a video about this haunted house and then it's actually haunted though yeah mm-hmm. Uh, I've heard okay-ish things about that, but literally only if you like that YouTuber's style of YouTube videos. Hmm. Um, but yeah, like it has a script and a plot, and it's okay. Apparently, okay. Uh, it's good if you really like the YouTuber. It's okay if you like movies. <laughs> <laughs> um, That's fair. Yeah. What else did you watch, Sam? Um. So I watch. Um. I watched a YouTube. This is gonna be like a, my true crime. <laughs> Sam, true crime. Yeah. Um, no, I watched a a YouTube video um, on the murder of Judith Barzi. Who is that? Um, she is the child actor that did the voice for the girl, or for um, Ducky in oh. Land Before Time, and also did the voice for. Um, the girl in All Go- Dogs Go to Heaven, which is actually her last role. Yeah, oh. I heard what happened to her. That was it that whole was, story's fucked up. It's so awful, and it actually made me cry. Just like it made me so angry. But there's a whole, like there's, there's a whole video that I I forgot who did the video, but um, it's just so depressing because she was such a sweet, sweet girl, and she was so talented. Like she was murdered. She was mm-hmm. murdered by her father. Oh, her, apparently her father beat her to death in a drunken rage, if I remember correctly. Okay, yeah. um, it goes into all of it. Um, he actually, he actually shot her in the head while she was sleeping. Ah. I'm sorry, like trigger warning. <laughs> After oh, a little fact. late, a little late. But... <laughs> sorry about that. But, um, and then he also killed. her her mother directly after that when her mother um woke up and went to go see what happened the thing is this video goes into like the whole dynamic dynamic of like the family and stuff um so apparently he was abusive for a long long time to the mother and to and to jesus as well and like she had, the mother had even like told people like because she judith was an extremely like popular and successful child actress she did commercials she did voice acting she did all kinds of stuff and um so her and her mother would travel to different places often mm-hmm. and the mother would even like talk to people about how abusive he was and even like child protective services at one point when judith was doing a photo shoot i think is either a photo shoot or was like um an audition or practice or whatever for the all dogs go to heaven um part or just like a random photo shoot or something like that you're right um but she had just like started she just like broke down and just like started crying and so child protective services like got involved with it but apparently okay so she had like talked about it and like the little girl talked about it 
and um they're like okay there's something wrong here we have to do something but apparently the the um social worker that had her case was too overloaded with cases so she had to drop some cases wow um i think the limit for her to have was like 50 or something like that she had like 15 over so she had to drop that a bunch of cases and that was one of the cases that she had to drop which was really shitty on just so many levels yeah um but even so the mother had said multiple like told multiple people multiple people like he's done and said some horrible things he beats her and judith and she's like i'm gonna leave him i'm gonna leave him he never she never did and it like it got to the point where she, it it was just like a continuous cycle of her just like telling people and people are just like okay this is like a cry wolf sort of situation like you're not gonna actually leave him you just keep talking about it but you're not gonna do anything about it so people just stopped really caring or taking it seriously fuck um yeah it's a really really tragic story um if you want to know more look it up if you can't handle that shit I don't. yeah like i've heard about it i never like gotten like an in-depth story on that whole thing yeah i watched one because i had like heard about it too but i, I never you know i don't think i've really like listened to any like podcasts or anything about it i know some of the podcasts that i listen to don't like to talk about child stories because they're just so depressing so awful and depressing and just like um emotionally taxing yeah Um, you're getting a little bit worked up just talking about it 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 it, like i don't blame you don't get me wrong that involves children and like parents killing their children or hurting their children in any way that just it infuriates me like to no end because like how could you ever do that to a child um did i know that we watched this one me and you both watched the same uh a true crime guy at least on youtube that chapter Mm -hmm. do you know if he did did a video covering this um i don't know if he has or not what was what was the actress's name judith barsi i'm gonna look this up real quick yeah um it's a it's a girl i think that did the video on her uh, she's like English. Um, man, I'm seeing a lot of videos, but none from that chapter. <clears throat> um, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to do some reading on this and look up look up some stuff after this. Um, this looks fucking tragic. Eleanor Neal. That's that's the girl. That's the video I watched. It's 46 minutes long. Um, yeah, it's, it's man. A lot. She was also in Jaws. <laughs> really? She was. She had a lot of roles that you probably wouldn't even. No. Just like a lot of like little side actor roles. She was gonna she was very success successful as a child actor, and she probably would have been as an adult too. And it's just I don't know. It's really sad. Fucked. It's fucked. Yeah, it's it's so definitely fucked. fucked. And I hope everybody's angry about it too. And I'm sorry if I triggered anybody. <laughs> <laughs> but she's angry about it and she had to let it out. Yeah. <laughs> um well and then um... what I was gonna talk about was a moot point. <laughs> 
Well, uh, bright, bright in the mood before we uh, go over a quick little news story and then head out. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, there's my news story about like the whole thing that happened with Carrie Mulligan. Um, whenever you were saying like how that movie, the host was apparently like very well reviewed and you don't understand why people liked it. Mm-hmm. Reminded me of a thing that, cause you've probably heard of a, uh, your movie sucks on YouTube. No. Oh, uh, they're basically a review channel of like, they do a whole bunch of different things, but uh, I guess he started off his career because this movie, this video is seven years old already. Jeez. But uh, he did a review on the movie called Megan is Missing and never even heard of that either. Yeah. Um, apparently that one was supposed to be like entirely done as like a girl vlogging her life kind mm-hmm. of thing. But you can tell it's actually done with Hollywood cameras with like a filter put on it. <laughs> um, yeah. From what I've seen, just from his review, the acting was super poor in it and it had a kind of a dumb thing, but it was supposed to be like. I guess tragic and like horrifying to watch and stuff like that. And they mm-hmm. have like a pseudo rape scene in it. And that's supposed to be horrifying, but apparently it's apparently it's not like, apparently it ruined that too in that movie. But apparently like there's a bunch of people defending it online saying that that was a really good movie. And he's like, yeah, that movie shit. I don't get it. Why anyone would defend that movie huh. just by watching the review. I actually agree with him, but that's his <laughs> review kind of thing. You know, whenever you haven't seen a movie and only heard someone else's opinion, it's easy to kind of get biased on that end. But right. Yeah. Um, I, I, uh, anybody who's listening to the archive of this or listening live, I highly, I highly recommend you go and check out Hell House LLC if you like some spooks and some genuine creepy vibes. Um, if you want to be angry at a Zoom call, go look at the host. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and then the last little thing here, a news story that I was actually, uh, right before we started the live show, I saw an article on it. Um, is some interesting news uh there is apparently a true blue cloverville 2 sequel uh Mm -hmm. in the works right now it's in early script stages uh it's not going to have the first one's director it's only going to be bringing on jj abrams as a producer and he's going to be doing it through uh his bad robot company and it's not going to be found footage but it's going to be a direct sequel to the first cloverfield hmm uh that's the rumor. It's a rumor that's going about right now, but it's a pretty popular one. Uh, I would be pretty happy if that happened, actually, because I would like to see the Cloverfield monster fuck up a city a little bit more uh, in a horror movie kind of way. Because mm-hmm. like we have the Godzillas coming out and like they're OK. I'm actually not a big fan of the new Godzilla movies in the US. Um, I really like Kong Skull Island. And so I'm super, super, super excited for Kong versus Godzilla. Yeah. There's a lot of people who are shitting on that movie already, and I don't understand why. They're because they're bad people who hate big monkeys. Apparently, <laughs> uh, I'm really excited about that, but I really like Kong Skull Island, so I think it's gonna have more of that tone to it. Honestly, I yeah. hope anyway, because that movie was fun. That's the only one I've actually seen of like the whole new monster movie universe of it. But I did really like Kong Skull Island. Yeah, I think a lot of people really liked the last Godzilla movie that came out, for whatever that's worth. It was an impressive audio-visual thing when I saw it in Dolby in theaters. It's so loud, and it was real cool to see a 4K HDR theater experience with 100 and whatever speakers blaring out Godzilla's scream. That was cool. Nice. nice. But uh, I just think that it didn't concentrate on the Godzilla part enough, which is kind of always the case. Um, (laughs) He says... Uh, Skull Island, the one I saw that I did not like. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's the one that you didn't like. E. Uh, <laughs> e talking through Kyrie's chat, apparently. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I would be really, really excited for a Cloverfield 2. 
Uh, I really like 10 Cloverfield Lane. I thought that was a really good movie, honestly. Yeah, I, I agree. I did not like the other one that came out on Netflix on Christmas oh, Day a few years have ago. have not seen that one. It was okay. Here's the thing, though. <laughs> it's an okay film. I don't like that it's a Cloverfield film. Mm-hmm. What was it? God Paradox or something like that? Or the um, God Spark or God Snowflake? Something. No, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, let me look it up. Uh, yeah. Um, it, it might just be called Cloverfield Paradox, actually. I, I think it is just called Cloverfield Paradox. Yeah. <laughs> not the God Snowflake. <laughs> the Cloverfield Paradox. Okay, yeah, not Cloverfield Paradox, God Snowflake. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I really didn't like the ending of that because they just attached the chlorophyll monster at the end as like a yeah. stinger. And he's like huge too. Like he's over the clouds, which is not his size in the movie in the first one. I mean, I think um, the whole thing about the first one is uh, he's technically in baby form in the first one. So like the idea guess, of the monster yeah. is supposed to be like uh, a newborn kind of being born into a world of chaos and not knowing what to do about it. Sure. Yeah. 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 I like the first one as a horror movie, though. Uh, yeah. The first one, I think, stands up really well. Uh, it looks really good in 4K. It's only basically 1080p uh, upscaled up to 4K, but the brightness and stuff, the HDR setting is what makes that 4K or UHD, I should say, copy uh, really pop. pop yeah. Um, and then I really like 10 Chlorophyll Lane. That surprised me. I did not expect that movie to be good in any way, actually going into it. Uh, I saw that movie. Me and Sambo saw it together the same day that we went to go and do a Nightwish concert. Yeah, uh, that's right. It was a pretty fucking good day. uh but yeah uh that's all i had you guys have anything else i don't i don't i don't believe so all right we covered child murder (laughs) uh, a couple of bad horror movies a couple good horror movies uh some youtube stuff i think we ran the gamut on this one lesbian movie lesbian sex yeah we talked about some (laughs) lesbian sex for a little bit uh talked about people being kind of misogynist pigs when it comes to reviewing yeah, yeah, we man, we really hit every di- uh di- dia dia met met mm, dia uh, metaphysical. Yeah, words conjugal. are apparently diaconjugal. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just mixing a bunch of words together. Diaparametaconjugal. <laughs> yeah, that's probably a word somewhere. <laughs> it probably means a thing well, that we hit the Venn diagram if of not, things. It does now. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's fucking whatever. <laughs> If anybody wants to get a hold of us, uh, you can do so at our Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Last ones in and last ones in podcast. There, search us; you'll find us. Or if you want to shoot us an email, you can do so at the last ones in podcast at gmail.com. Once again, that is the last ones in podcast at gmail.com. <laughs> and end of the note. God, nailed it. Oh, yeah. Nailed it. <laughs> uh sean says cool show guys thanks sean always appreciate thanks. you dropping by yeah. um all right well we're gonna go ahead and get out of here uh again thank you for everybody listening if you're listening to the archive thank you for listening to that everybody have a fantastic night be safe out there six feet apart wear your masks do what you gotta do to be safe keep yourself safe keep your family safe have a great one talk to you later bye bye, bye.